0: Red on Red
1: This week on the podcast, a return visit from musician, improviser and fixity man Dan Walsh Lumi with Love Drunk Poem and Nero Lachlan with the Skidon, two collaborators of Dan Walsh, uh, the lead man behind Cork improv outfit Fixity. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and RedExtra.ie. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brian and this week we're joined by the man himself, Fixity man, multi-instrumentalist, Cork improv music club facilitator, and general man about town, Dan Walsh. Dan, what's the crack boss?
2: Uh, not much crack now. How are you, you know.
1: feeling now in the lineup <laughs> to the new Fixity record? Releasing in April via Penske Recordings. Uh, pre-orders available now? Yeah, it's it's really exciting. And uh,
2: yeah, it's nice to be able to do. Yeah, there's a lot of work gone into it. So I'm excited to share it with people. Not just have it held
1: up in private. We'll talk a little bit about the work that went into it, including the collaborations at its heart momentarily. But uh, first, congratulations on being the first proper returning guest uh, on Red On Red since its inception. First things first, last time we were talking, uh, we were talking a little bit about your first studio record, The Things in the Room, and how that had been received. Kind of now that it's been a a year or so away. How are you feeling about it? I
2: still love it I still love that that's what we did um, I think we did it as honestly as possible and I think uh, at large anybody who wanted to find it and engage with it they believed us so that's it's quite nice like that's, that's a, a big compliment
1: given the improvised nature of your music given the nature of composition and the free form nature of your own musicianship is it difficult maybe to accept a piece of work as finished
2: um no it's actually maybe a little bit easier because as when you're when you're kind of dealing with improvisation you've got to sign off on it before you even do it mm-hmm. you've got to be present and ready to actually be happy with what you do so Um, it's a little there's a little bit less kind of self editing than other ways of doing it that's what I enjoy about it really it's kind of um, yeah when you're about to play you know that that's going to be it so you commit
1: Off the back of its launch it did a number of different gigs and for those that are unfamiliar with Fixity it's a project led by Dan Walsh that kind of explores quote unquote new directions in music uh, kind of straddling the void between psychedelia jazz Uh, improvisation and so forth and the nature of it is collaborators that are available on the night for our performance uh, will turn up and participate how they can otherwise it's a solo show we'll talk a little bit about developing solo versions of your material in just a wee bit but you know what were the initial kind of expeditions like for launching the album with your compatriots from Sweden and what was the process like of kind of adapting ideas back and forth among different calibrations of musicians and different lineups
2: well it's really important to me to as the person who composes for the group it's important that i um kind of write people into it so there's uh, when when i write a tune i leave a part of the composition itself is actually um ha- is up to the player so there's set instructions but um, by nature laws have a different end result because everybody makes different decisions so um, it was great working with, with those guys like Niels and Friedrich and Emil from the, the things in the room and um, yeah it, it was it was a really great opportunity to just be able to share a kind of music that you wouldn't necessarily be able to Get to as many people and in, in, in a in a kind of grassroots way, like to be able to put out a record on on Penske, which is a very well respected label around here. You know, um, the Swedes were delighted. I was delighted. We learned a lot from doing it, and the gigs have always been great. I've enjoyed every single one of them. Um, and there's kind of the, the 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 people that are involved, the pool of people that's grown. Since and even to include people that like I've actually been playing with for a long time, like for example Neil O'Loughlin, who me and Neil have been playing together for, for like ten or more years. So, and it's interesting to get those people that you've been playing with for a while, get them involved after already putting out a record. Um, and it's it's really nice, you know. It's nice to have like. I mean, on the next record, we've got Neil O'Loughlin and Declan O'Shea on basses. And these guys, like, I play with all the time and have learned an awful lot from, you know. So it's nice to welcome them into my little world, you know.
1: Declan has been sessioning with you for a while as well. He's present and correct on the live video for World Line taken from the record that was recorded last October at yeah. the Jazz. And you know it's an interesting one to see Fixity in full flight and to see the full lineup behind it my enduring memory of that night aside from everybody really enjoying themselves is the kids that had come down from BIM in Dublin not knowing what to expect and freaking mm. out at each twist and turn that it had taken like is it like this all the time in Cork are these lads <laughs> playing every week and that's just something that really sticks to my mind is right. in terms of like how much of a force of nature Fixity are but it's
2: nice to blow some skulls like, you know, isn't it just yeah
1: But in terms of the live arena, uh, when you don't have collaborators handy, you've been known to dig out drum machines, old Yamaha keyboards. We're looking across at them now in studio. You've just recorded a live session for us, which we'll hear a little bit later on. How on earth do you deconstruct your music, given how it is, enough to improvise with yourself and just kind of outline you know for yeah. those unfamiliar with the process of kind of you know uh, dearrangement rather yeah
2: well the music itself like all the ingredients that I use like are the songs are very simple and they're they're quite simple um, but they give a jumping off point so whether you're playing alone or without accompaniment or with drum machines or these kinds of different things that you can use to generate sound like the song itself is still intact um, and it's it's been interesting. Like I, when I started this project, I was making the stuff by myself. Like the first tape that came out, self-titled Fixity tape on Can't Cope. That that um that was just me alone, and it was never the plan really to perform live like that. But then it just kind of crept into my head, um, and I did it at. Bill Langero's house He had a A few bands play So I played in A a little woods Out there And that felt Really good Um, It was interesting To just like Kind of Go for these Long form Improvisations That are I mean They're they're all I'm still playing My tunes You know And Fixity is kind of A bag of tunes You know That's kind of What it is to me And then the way we play it and the people who play it that can that can change but um the tunes remain intact so it's been interesting to do it it's 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 pretty challenging challenging for me playing up on my own because i've never i don't know i've always it's always been a focus of mine to collaborate and to to savor like the interaction and the momentum you can gather together with people so it's really it's interesting it's an interesting challenge
1: Certainly, you know, collaboration is my own preferred method of creativity or lack thereof or what have you, like in drone and what have you. Yeah. Uh, I always find it much easier to kind of go into openings created by other people and then hopefully kind of take the lead, much in the same way. Not, yeah. not take the lead, but, you know, the, the listening and the, the, the audible conversation.
2: Yeah, interaction is really important. Like, you learn a lot from it, you know. You just learn a lot and you can, you can soak things up from people through playing music that you could never learn from them talking to them yeah.
1: Speaking of musical conversation and interactions one of your big surprise discoveries of the past year or so has been hopping on board with Ron O'Mara aka Magic Pockets yeah. synth player for No Spill Blood but also an accomplished um, synth improviser and general deconstructor of future escapes. in his own right he played at Dali together for the final song of his own solo set uh, at the venue upstairs on Carey's Lane um, is it as simple as two boys were on stage together he may as well go for a jam or was there a bit of kind of rehearsal to it
2: Well like uh, there was no rehearsal to that night like we we met a few times and we when the things in the room was coming out uh, Magic Pockets had, were like he was putting out a record at the same time on the same label so we we, we did the launch shows together so that was the first time I met him and since then kind of kept in touch this. Like kind of Just Mutual appreciation Of certain things And like When we were playing Together that night uh, We were playing On the same bill uh, He Yeah he just put forward The idea That we'd Play something at the end Because he had this new tune That he was Working on And he thought Some flute would be nice on it And So And then That felt really good So we Yeah we've played together again Since we did a gig In the Workman's A couple of months ago Um and yeah it's a very interesting thing and he writes great music it, the, the, the writing in it is, is really really good it's like his melodies are just very uh, they make me think of a lot of things you know.
1: they are quite evocative and yeah. not necessarily in uh, in any one set defined way yeah, it's
2: super futuristic but it's it is. it's kind of just our, a familiar future
1: correct like seeing that scrolling grid coming at you mm. the retro futuristic aspect of it mm. when we come back we'll talk a little bit further about improvisation and your involvement in the improv scene in Cork City but first we're going to go back to some more tunes earlier on we heard from some collaborators of yours in Lumi and Neil Lachlan, who as we mentioned is going to be on the next Fixity City Record but right now we have The Bonk with My Bugle and How I Blew It yeah this is from the
2: last album The Bonk seems to be a verb and uh it's an absolute pleasure to play with Phil and to play his music and lucky enough to have him join us on this next album as well no man can tell and uh yeah, like Phil's synth playing really adds something completely different to what we've been up to. So it's nice. Yeah, this is uh, my bugle and how I blow it.
1: Speaking of projects that you've been involved with, this is uh, the first time hearing from Fixity tonight. This is a tune of yours called No Blues.
2: Yeah, um, this is this is a version we recorded in, uh, in Rabbit Hole Studios in Malmo, maybe like two years ago now. And... It, it, it features Niels Anderson on guitar um, It's a ballad And Neil, Niels, sorry He uh, plays some absolutely beautiful guitar on it And uh, I just love the way he took it into his hands So I thought I'd play this one featuring him a little bit Most of these tunes have somebody on them That's on the next Fixie record yeah. I should
1: say We kind of mentioned that at the outset And yeah. we're looking forward to hearing right, some yeah. more We'll get straight to it, so this is The Bonk with my bugle and how I blew it here on Red On Red. Fixity with a live session version of No Blues here on Red on Red. Still joined in studio by Fixity band leader and head honcho Dan Walsh. Dan, before we went to some tunes, we are talking a little bit about improvisation to people like Magic Pockets, uh, collaborators of yours that turned up on the record as well as off the record. But anyone that knows your music, knows you, knows that you've been at the heart of improvisation in Cork City for many, many years now, whether through your Cork Improvised Music Club at its residency at various venues pertaining to Plugged Records or joining in on various other improvised projects in studio or in the live Arena. For those that are unfamiliar, the Cork Improvised Music Club is a monthly residency happening at the Roundy, a.k.a. Plugged Records, which gives a home, rather, to different collaborators, different configurations of musicians working together Mm -hmm. to kind of achieve different musical conversations, as we were saying at the outset. And not even limited to musicians, this month featured yourself and Inma Pavon, the dancer, collaborating on a visual feast for the senses maybe talk to us a little bit about the continued growth of CIMC and not necessarily its place in the Cork gigging sphere but rather kind of how you've been kind of growing it and maintaining it
2: Um, I've been maintaining it out of necessity because I I really need something like that to be happening so I'm just trying to make sure that I keep it going you know Um, but there's, there's there's a huge pool of of people that kind of fit the the um, the image of like being improvisers or having a, an improvised approach to their music, or like in the case of Emma Pavon, as you said, the dancer, like that was um, something we did before in in Gulp. We played duo uh, drums and dance, and it's really it really struck me the other night actually with that 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 there there can be more. Interactions between different mediums in, in, in it. So I'm, I'm always trying to think of ways to make it better and more um, welcoming, I think, and for different uh, types of artists and things. So I'm kind of thinking about that at the moment is what, what I can do to kind of grow the approach. Um, but it's always a pleasure. Um, next month we have Shane Latimer from Dublin, from OKO. And, like, a lo- lot of different other projects, busy improviser, guitarist. Um, that's on the 14th of March. He's going to be doing a, a solo guitar show. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I hopefully it'll trail off into the sunset kind of thing, you know. If if I can't run it all the time, you know, maybe pe- like I can share it with people and I'll take it over and just kind of try and keep the name going, you know yeah I mean I think in Cork it's been it's really like experimental music in Cork is, has been an important thing as as long as I've had any consciousness of music happening around the place at all like you know so with Stet Lab and with the Quiet Club and just Danny McCarthy doing loads of stuff all the time um, like throughout the stuff that I missed because I either didn't exist or was too young um, there's always been a lot going on And you know The nature of it is that It's not going to be shoved in your face Or it's not going to be put on TV And it's not really going to be Plugged by Much like media Uh, But uh, It's always there It's part of The town And I am too So It's It's kind of like Nice to be able to try and keep something going You know And it's like It's well attended And people are coming And more new people are always coming So it's great
1: and it's fantastic that yeah. it exists because it creates the confidence in people that haven't improvised before to show up and say that it's happening because we can talk about it
2: hopefully you know yeah.
1: but speaking of collaborations that have resulted a couple of different you know steady lineups have emerged from different collaborations and different combinations of musicians one of which has been not earth yeah. your free hardcore trio with David Mahuna and Darren Keane Of course Mr. K is a favourite of the show He's come along in his capacity as a music journalist also, Mm. uh, talking about the issues of the day, but when it comes to Not Earth, when it comes to the three of you, um, it's very different space that all three of you occupy from normal, where it'd be slightly heavier than you would maybe partake in Um, It's a bit more freeform or a lot more distorted than Mr. K participated in his previous guitar pop bands Mm. And likewise, Dave Omahuna obviously has a fantastic track record in audiovisual work and with Electronica. The new Not Earth album No Shit, which is available now on Bandcamp, was recorded in Langford Hall in January of last year. Maybe talk to us a little bit about the night itself, sitting down, setting up, and extracting, not necessarily the wheat from the chaff, because there was a lot of good stuff there, as will happen with the right chemistry, but in terms of kind of defining where a moment was over with and another one had begun.
2: Yeah, that one... Like the last album uh, It was done In a period of about three hours So We decided that we were going to make an album And then we met up And we made an album um, Which remarkably enough You know there's It doesn't happen often enough Like there's, there's a lot of like Okay I'm going to make an album But it's going to take two years Or it's going to take three years or whatever you know to actually record the music Um, but it it can it can really take um, if you're there and you're willing to put forth whatever it is you have on that day and be okay with it then it can happen you know and like we we are good we're all good friends and we all know each other extra musically in, in different ways so it really you know we can work something out like pretty quick and we have enough commonalities in, in our musical tastes to be able to speak to each other in that way. And yeah, it's a lot heavier than, than, like directly heavier than like a lot of stuff I'd been involved in, but that's why I need to do it. You know, it it's really, fulfills a, a really important role in my kind of musical life to be able to just kind of express in that way. Um, yeah and I love I just I, whatever you can hear in there in terms of like styles that we're referencing is like stuff that's that I love you know it's mm. like, so it's kind of you got to be able to let those things out as well and uh, I have to allow myself that
1: what next now for the project also considering uh, Dave Mahuna's new life in Berlin
2: um, we'll do more when we can that's uh, that's the plan anyway as as soon as as uh, as soon as we're all in the same room and together again we'll make some sort of decision but uh, we can you know we can book shows and we can we can work it out we can turn up in the same place and, and, and play like we know
1: that for sure so continental jammings
2: yeah maybe over FaceTime or something I don't know Excellent. Dave's pretty high tech
1: he is a high tech <laughs> dude in fairness when we come back we'll talk about the recording and post production of the new Fixity album but first we're going to go back to some tunes uh, some more Dan Walsh projects uh, with Senior infants and yay 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 yay. Yay <laughs> yay. Um yourself and Cohal McGowan have been known to um to uh, to do a bit of audible scutting every so often and uh, this is no exception. Um talk to us a little bit about that experience in and of itself because playing with different musicians results in a different experience each and every single time. And Senior Infants Has a bit more of an irreverent tone Judging by the social media presence Mm. And by the live performance presence Also What goes into a Senior Infants jam And working opposite Cahill McGowan It's nobody's business Speaking of Cahill McGowan We also have his day job With The Altered Hours And On My Tongue
2: Yeah I love The Altered Hours I can't not love The Altered Hours You can't not Every single one of
1: them And everything that they do Yeah they're such good people. Yeah. And they get along so well. I, I, I'm often saying this on this podcast that the magic to The Altered Hours is the fact that, you know, that they have not only a musical chemistry, but a personal chemistry. Yeah. And it comes across like, I know we keep saying it every time that I write about something about The Altered Hours or mention them on, on the radio. It's, you know, oh, they're getting better each time. Or it feels like the last time they did the major shows, last time they arrived, and you know I said it in the Echo oh Jazz Festival 2017 headlining at St Luke's you know kind of felt like an arrival point for them like they were bigger than they were mm. but then seeing them again before Christmas at Undivided and looking at them individually their machines and when you take in their work collectively and you're hearing the new stuff that they're playing live it's unfeasible to me that they somehow keep getting better and better and better
2: yeah I think they're they have to you know it's they're hungry Mm. They got to do it, like you know. It's kind of they're committed to what rock and roll can do for people, and their people, and it's doing it for them, and it's doing it for the people they're sharing it with. So
1: we got to do it for you right now. This is the Senior Infants with Yay 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 here (laughs) on Red on Red.
0: Listen, she's untruthful She put it on my tongue yeah
1: Altered Hours with On My Tongue taken from their EP of the same name here on Red On Red still joined in studio by frequent Altered Hours member collaborator and general Cork City improv gadabout Dan Walsh.
2: I'm not in the Altered Hours but I have played with them.
1: Uh, That's what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Offflowers member collaborator. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. Um, But before the jump, we were talking a little bit about your creative processes and collaborations with uh, different members of the Cork music scene. And this leads nicely to the creation of your second in-studio album, No Man Can Tell, uh, under the Fixity name, which is released via Penske Recordings with pre-orders available online right now, uh, coming out in April. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how the ideas central to these improvisations came to you this time around and what was the difference in process with putting this together
2: uh the difference in in process was that i i i now knew that people wanted to play the music with me because like when i was putting together uh, when i put put out the first tape it wasn't long before we recorded recorded those tunes in sweden and then put out another record so it, it kind of happened pretty quick and then so as as the cliche goes like you have loads of times to write your first batch of tunes and then you put out a record and you got like you want to spend less time in it you know so um not that you want to spend less time in it but it kind of maybe happens to you the tunes might happen to you quicker as you realise that there are resources available Mm. so um, yeah getting different people involved along the way after the first record kind of meant that I had uh, different sounds in mind and different people that could achieve those sounds in mind and so rather than trying to kind of like Compose specifically for people it was more about just uh well like I know that when I write a tune tomorrow it's going to be different from the one I write today so like you know things are moving forward in time so these tunes they represent what whatever I was thinking about at the time and beyond that it was kind of really about just getting uh, the, the people together to just try and do it um and we, we did it in... In two different sessions. and uh, Like one of the... On one of the sessions there's... Uh, drums, two basses... Two guitars, percussion... And sax. And then on the other there's... Drums, bass... Guitar, synth and percussion. Um, so it's kind of two different... Uh, slightly different setups but... I think the vibes of the tunes is actually kind of they tie together as an album like I'm pretty confident about that
1: How do you live with an idea being of the moment and then kind of being placed into the permanence of a recorded situation um, is it ever a case of having to kind of go over the basic idea behind the tune before kind of settling on it again is there that kind of unrest with again where where, where a song begins and ends for you
2: when I when it's recorded I know that like I know that it's never going to be like that again so it's actually quite comforting um because you're done with it and whatever way you played that day is over um and it's time to move on especially when you record you really feel that or I do anyway and like getting it in your hand on a record means like that it's dead in a way you can't go near it it's just done and
1: you move on that's an interesting um take on the idea of an idea being finished yeah uh it's I something that elaine malone kind of uh spoke to me a little bit about before for totally cork where uh putting down the land ep felt like a little burial and um, i'm often um taken by how not only how definitive but also kind of how personal that idea of going through stages of bereavement for the finishing of an idea and I suppose the pedestalization of the process that gets involved with doing so
2: yeah, but I'm delighted when it's finished like you know i'm I'm like it's it's kind of about accumulating work and accumulating kind of some sort of um part of yourself that's that you consider to be of of some sort of worth you know mm. so it's kind of uh, yeah like when I say like when I record it it's dead I mean I mean that. It's my interaction with it is over yeah. but it only then begins to live for other people like when they when they find it and they're allowed to hear it and it starts floating around and changing hands and that's when it kind of really starts to become what it is like a, a record going around you can forget about it and in 10 years find it again you know So that kind of thing is is exciting to me
1: Speaking of the recording process And things kind of living on their own What was the post-production process like Once the ideas themselves were down
2: Um, I was working like uh, We were producing it It was myself and Patrick Cullen um, And we spent some time Like we recorded it live So everybody in the same room in, in same take, all, all of it is recorded that way. And but then afterwards, we we spend some time just kind of generating some uh, ambient sounds, some reverbs that we we like just to kind of glue it all together. And beyond that, then I was mixing it and having the best crack ever mixing it because when you're mixing improvised music, especially when you're actually playing, uh, like you can only hear so much when you're playing and your ears are just deciding what their favourite parts are and um, but also you're active and you're playing and you're interacting but then when you get a chance to sit down and listen to it afterwards like I've, I've mixed it and I still don't know everything that happens on that record because there's still surprises in there for me that that like anybody on the album could have done and it's kind of very quick movements that people can make, you know, so there's a lot of surprises in there still for me, and i'm I've been listening to it as you can imagine, like when you're working on an album, you end up listening to it a lot of times, you know, but uh I'm still getting smiles and jumps from it, like so
1: that's really what you want from a record, whether you're consuming it or involved in the mix mm. uh, end of things is when you're still discovering something new five, ten, fifteen years later. Uh, I mean, I know for myself, that record particularly now would be Trot Mask Replica. Mm. And that's one very entry-level example, obviously, but it's also that kind of example of people... Not for
2: a lot of people, like, you know, Beefheart's badass.
1: He is a badass. That's
2: tough music for 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 some people, you know.
1: Trot Mask in particular. That was yeah. my first Beefheart record, too.
2: Yeah, I still don't got one. But, uh... I got records though but just not
1: that one I found and plugged there one time and it disappeared from my collection via some circumstance or other record is coming out via Penske Recordings Mm. as mentioned repeatedly throughout the show hello Albert to me what's he been like to work with this time around kind of what's the plan regarding release and will you be working with Merrick Indy and your regular team for release gigs
2: Um, yeah um, Albert's an absolute pleasure he's a legend it's great to deal with him um I'm I'm really lucky that he wants he wants to support this stuff and his belief comes through, you know. Uh it's very valuable. Um and yeah, i we're I'm working with Emma from Marikindi. She's looking after some management duties and, and, uh, booking and the booking end of things which is also an absolute pleasure because it's really hard to keep track of everything. And um it's not like traditionally the way a band would be. Maybe there's four people looking after things, but I kind of I um, look after it myself. So it's nice to have a nice team of people around that are my friends, but also like believe and want to help and want to help get it to people. So we're booking at the moment for Irish Tour and looking... Um, at different options for going to the UK and Europe and just kind of stringing things together. So there'll be announcements on that in the next few weeks. But um, for now, yeah, pre-sales are on com.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about the new album and hear a live solo rendition of the title track from the record No Man Can Tell a little bit later on. But first, we're going to go back to some more tunes. Another project of yours with The Great Balloon Race and Marble Man.
2: Yeah, this one I picked because yeah i was going through what the tunes i had to feature different people from the album and declan plays a bass solo on this so here it is like this is marble man by the great balloon Nurse and listen out for declan's bass so blow your face off
1: you also have sky horse and death the uh, project of kevin terry of the altered hours with the lake of forgetfulness
2: yeah this is a beautiful piece of music um and Kevin plays guitar and clarinet on, on the next record. And I, I can't wait to hear what he does with Skyhorse and Death. Like, I, I, what what else is going to happen? I'm pretty sure it'll be just as beautiful as this. Like This piece of music in particular is called The Lake of Forgetfulness. And it's it's really uh, worth going for a swim in.
1: And there's a lot to go swimming in because <laughs> it's a huge sounding project considering the kind of whippet-like nature of the altered zone music. Yeah we we'll get straight into it. So this is The Great Balloon Race with Marble Man here on Red On Red. and death with the lake of forgetfulness here on Red on Red just before we wrap up this week's episode Dan I know we've comprehensively plugged the release of the upcoming album we've talked a little bit about plans is there any other kind of plugs or shout outs that you want to give out before we wrap up the episode
2: um, just by the record the record when
1: it's out That will be available At all good independent Record shops in Cork City As well as via Your streaming services Anything else coming up now That we mentioned Collaboration We mentioned improvisation You always have like 50 pots in the boil Continuously and I'm, uh,
2: I'm playing a gig This Friday In the Roundy With um, Jimmy Christie's New project Nudie Boy Nature uh,
1: This is the first I'm hearing of this now
2: Yeah And it won't be the last The tunes are great I'm playing bass in that band and um, it's great playing music with Jimmy like we play together in the bunk, and it's nice to be able to help him play his own tunes now because it's really uh, I think it's time
1: How do you manage the balance?
2: Of playing lots of different
1: Of everything Teaching and, and, and and performance and promotion and everything
2: Well there's a lot of stuff that is not like, very busy, so then it kind of works out, they fill in the gaps for each other, and, you know, I have my priorities, and I have the things that I need to be need to be committing to, um, and then in between, like, the time I have, I want to spend on music, so I just do my best to be able to keep that going, you know, but, they, yeah, things slot in around each other, and, um, you know, you end up doing things with, uh, with people that you might be involved in a couple of projects with certain people, whatever. But of course, that, yeah, it's not—it's not easy. It isn't easy. It's, uh, but it's a lot of fun, you know. It's a, it's a. I can, I can confidently say that it's a good way to spend a life. You know, this is it, and this is
1: what we're all looking for, really. And that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and redextra.ie. Thank you very much to Dan Walsh of Fixity for joining us this episode. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. And thank you kindly to Red FM's Killian Pettit for helping engineer the oncoming live performance with a warning on the slight infidelity owing to the vintage equipment used. And thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other platforms. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig and if you'd like more Irish tunes please be sure to listen into Green On Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106 just earlier uh, you did an in-studio session with us uh, Killian at the desk with the title track from your upcoming album this is No Man Can Tell Uh, a live solo version as opposed to the uh, band-driven edition that will eventually turn up on the record uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about how this individual idea came to your mind.
2: This one, this tune in particular, actually, um, I moved home for a little while to my folks place, like, yeah, about two years ago. And I, the first time I took the bass out of the case when I came home, I just played this line. And then I had that sitting around for a while and kind of found some ways to expand on it and I like to take things like a small musical cell and try to uh, find what I can in that to create a larger um, song rather than just a a melody or an idea so this is where it ended up or this you know this will be this is a version and um, yeah it's the title track from the album no man can tell
1: we'll get straight to it so this is Dan Walsh as Fixity Solo with a special Red on Red session edition of No Man Can Tell. This has been Red on Red, and we'll talk to you next week. What goes into a senior infants jam and working opposite Call McGowan? It's
2: nobody's business.
1: <laughs> nobody's business at all. <laughs> Three, two, one. Actually, I can edit it to be an uncomfortable silence and then go to altered hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can also put this in the blooper reel. Yeah. Three, two...